Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello and welcome back to the What We Said podcast. I'm Chelsea and this is JC. And today we have the beautiful, amazing Kenzie Elizabeth on our podcast. And we're talking all about finding your worth and faith. And then she also gives us like all of the best recommendations because she's the recommendation queen. So we got her insight on a lot of things. But before we get into that, let's chat. Okay. Um, what's up? What have you been up to? <laughs> what's I, up? Just so scripted. Hey, what's up? <laughs> I recently watched, I binged Dead to Me, season two. Wow, wow, wow. Chelsea, I forgot you did too. Yes. I was going to say, I told you to. And then literally I the, did. the other day, I was like, you need to, you really need to watch it. And you're like, I finished it. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, yeah, it's so good. It really has you on the edge of your seat. Let me tell you that. If you didn't watch the first season, you need to first watch that. It left off on a cliffhanger, and a major cliffhanger. And season mm-hmm. two was no, no different. It was so, it just... I will not lie. It kind of has me a little bit anxious the whole time because I'm just like, mm-hmm. their lives stress me out so bad because it's just on the brink of disaster at yes. all times. But I must say, James Marsden, you've done a beautiful job. <laughs> he has a, of aging and acting. Congrats, yes. sir. You've really done it. Yeah, it's really good. The characters are great. Character development is great. Ugh, the anxiety is great that you have while you watch it. Yeah. It's a good one. I'm still watching Dance Moms. I'm on season two, loving every moment of it. I truly, this is such an iconic show. It's it's so entertaining and it doesn't, it really, for some reason, I can totally like wind down and relax even though it's so chaotic. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love it. I've been watching it every night on my iPad and I love it. That's how I feel about Love Island. Yeah. Even though it's like kind of chaotic. I'm like, this is my chill show that I can turn my brain off and watch. You don't like to think about anything. Yeah. Have you ever seen Parks and Rec? No, I haven't (gasps) actually. Have you watched The Office? Yeah. All of them? I think so. Really? Over the course of time, yeah. Yeah. Parks and Rec is so freaking good. Well, we just started. Well, actually, this upcoming Monday is going to be our new Balance Boss course. We started, we did a June course and it's four weeks long and we're so excited because the first round went so well. We just finished that up. Today will be the last day of that Mm -hmm. first May course. And it's something that has both, like for both of us, been so good. I don't know what other word to describe. It's just so good. It's kept us accountable. We're showing up for ourselves. We're showing up for other people. It's just all around. It's It's been great. And 
Yeah, we did it all of May and we were like, we have to do this again. Not only were we getting a bunch of requests to do it again, but also we ourselves were like, we need this every week, Monday and Friday. Like this is such a good way to, yeah, like you said, keep yourself accountable and like really stay inspired and motivated. So I'm sure some of you guys listening have signed up for the June course. We cannot wait to see you. If you did not get a chance to sign up, you can follow our Balanced Boss course Instagram. We have just like free content on there, obviously, of some business and health tips, and you can be the first one to know about upcoming courses because we have some in the works. So we're excited about that. Um, Kenzie Elizabeth, like Chelsea said, she has lots of great recommendations. She talks about like books she's been reading and a lot of other stuff. She also has a podcast with Dear Media called I Love You So Much. And you know, if it's a Dear Media podcast, it's a good one. Mm -hmm. So I think, I don't think we mentioned this in this episode. We, We were also on her podcast and that's already up. So go definitely go listen to that episode. Um, but she mentioned on that, on hers, that we met in the bathroom at our studio mm-hmm. at Dear Media. We saw each other in the bathroom and we'd followed each other and we were like, what the heck? Hi. And so that's where we first met. And some great connections in that bathroom. Yeah. And it was about time we were on each other's podcast. So we're excited about this little pod swap. Without further ado, here is Kenzie. Okay. Hello, Kenzie Elizabeth. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? We're doing good. Loving your pink sweatshirt. We're matching right now. We are. I'm not. (laughs) You're looking cute. Um, I want to start off by talking about your quarantine routine. We'll get into like… Is there a cuter name for that? Quarantine routine? No, there's not. Um, (laughs) It rhymes. It's cute. So we want to get into like, what is your day-to-day looking like right now? And also, we're going to get into your favorite recommendations because… I know you You are one of the recommendation queens. You have so many things that you link on your YouTube and Instagram podcast. So we're looking to get all the goods. But first, what's your routine like right now? Okay, so I have two polar opposite routines. I don't know. I also have two polar opposite personalities. So my like routine where I'm actually like a human being for the day, um, I wake up. I normally outside of quarantine, I'm just like a morning person. I naturally wake up really early and for me to wake up early in the morning right now, it is so hard for me. Like, I do not know what is going on, but to get up even at like nine or 10, I mean, I don't sleep past like 10, but like, I'm just naturally, my body has always been like, I'll wake up literally between like five and six, like naturally. And now I like cannot do any of that. And that's not because I'm like, oh my gosh, be productive, wake up super early, whatever. It's just like, I naturally have always been like a morning person. So anyways, I wake up around like seven-ish, depending on the day, between like seven and nine, I want to say. My cousin and I started running together. That's a new a new addition to the routine. So we'll do a nice like 7.30 run and then I'll go back to my house and I'll like work out and I'll do like a Melissa Wood Health or whatever that is. I'm like obsessed with her right now. It's literally- Okay, I really need- Have you done any of her workouts? I've, I've been hearing her, yeah. so much about Melissa Wood Health. I really need to do some of her workouts. I will share more about her because I'm very passionate about Melissa Wood Health. Um, Lauren actually was like the one who finally made me get it. But anyway, so then I'll go, um, I'll do like my morning reading. I'll get ready for the day. And then I'll just do like my work thing. Normally, if I'm having a good day or productive day, like I'm really big on my morning routine and that's what's been keeping me sane. But my other routine would be like I sleep in, I'm super slow, I'm super whatever. And then I'm randomly productive in like afternoon and night. Like I feel like my mornings and my nights have shifted. Like I'm really chill. I don't do much until about two or three. And then from then on, I like have to cram everything in. I don't know. It's weird. Like I'm on this really weird routine thing. 
I could not relate more yeah. to that. I think I, I have the same thing where some days I'm super productive and like doing my same morning routine, like keeping very consistent. And then it's the opposite where I lay in bed on my phone till like 9.30 and then just am so unmotivated. And then it hits like 5 p.m. I'm like, now it's go time. I'm yes. just like, this is not, this is not it. Yeah, the um, sleep schedule has been not ideal during Not quarantine. ideal. No. Okay, what are some of your favorite things right now? Like what comes to mind when I say, Actually, you know what? We have some categories. We yeah, ask. we got a, we got a we got a long list. I forgot. For you, I love girl. this. Chelsea prepared a list. So yeah. Okay. First, give us your favorite book. Oh my gosh. Okay. At the moment. At, at the, the moment. moment. Yeah. At the okay, moment. Okay. I'm gonna have to go with regretting you, Colleen Hoover. Um, big fan of that book. It got very mixed reviews, and I actually loved it. But I've literally read like I think I'm on my 27th book of quarantine. Like that's how insane I am. But I haven't watched you any have been shows. A reading queen. I literally have not watched any shows or any movies. Like, it's not that impressive. <laughs> Me deletes the next it's, question. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I watched um, the Little Fires Everywhere show, though. I did watch that. Was that good? Because I've heard mixed reviews about that. I liked it. It wasn't anything like Big Little Lies. Like, I wouldn't even compare it in that sense. But, like, I love Carrie Washington. I love Reese Witherspoon. Like, I really, truly live by the mentality that Reese Witherspoon can do no wrong. Um, I did yeah. like the show. And I loved the twist at the end. But I'm not going to say it's my favorite show ever. But I did think it was good. A lot of that book actually has really mixed reviews. Like people either love it or absolutely hate it more than anything. So same yeah. thing the show. What's the regretting you? Is that what you said the book is called? What is that about? Like what is… Is it a thriller? Is it a romance? What is it? Okay. So I honestly was trying to categorize it. And I would say almost like a weird romance. But it's not a romance. Basically, there's these four kids in like high school… It's how it starts out. It's two sisters and two best friends and they're dating. And then it's like 17 years later, one of the couples ends up having a baby. The other one splits up. They come back into their lives. Two of them die. And then it's just this whole <gasps> oh, thing. Oh, wait, you're there. telling us everything. Oh, no, no, no. It's, not, it's oh. not a spoiler. It's not a spoiler. <laughs> okay. Um, so at the end, they all die. <laughs> no, 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 no. And like, that's how the story starts, basically. Is like, okay, got the, it, got I was it. giving you like the first probably like chapter. Like, it's not like that. <laughs> it's not, I promise. It's not a spoiler. So yeah. then it's like life after that. And it's 17 years later. And then like the okay. daughter, it's from the mom, the mother and the daughter's point of view. Ooh, that sounds really interesting. I've been really into novels lately because I've always been, I love like self-help and productivity books, but I feel like after a while, you're just like, especially when you're trying to wind down at night or something, I just am not in the mood to like get going. I'm like, I really need to just read a story and just be entertained right now. Yeah. yeah. It's like no, watching same. a documentary versus watching a show. It's like documentaries are not for like, okay, I'm looking for something to just relax watch while I'm going to bed. It's like, yeah. no, I'm not going to watch What the Health right before I go to bed. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Next question. Well, since you already talked about this, favorite workout app or YouTube channel or… I guess this is your time to shine about Melissa Wood Health. My girl. She Tell DM'd me it. last night and it was really incredible. I love her. Um, <laughs> and it's like, she doesn't know who I am. It's just like, thank you for tagging her in the story. Like, it's not like actually cool. Um, <laughs> anyway, so little background on my um, workout routine, right? So I'm like so annoying about hot Pilates in LA. I went every single day. And when I work out, I want it to be like really, really hard. I want to be dying I want it to be hot, especially because hot Pilates is like 100 degrees in the room. So you like, I'm so used to that now. And I want like SoundCloud rap, like even like, honestly, some of the rap that you would like make fun of at high school. Like I just want like something like almost like stupid rap kind of thing. Right. So I have like a very specific vibe. I'm very picky. Melissa would help. Wait, that sounds very similar. We should work out together because I love hot yoga and my workout, like I have a workout playlist and it's like literally if some, I would be so embarrassed if someone like heard it. <laughs> But I need like drop it low. Like yes. I just don't need like, I need like literally booty 
like yes. pop in music while I'm working out. No, that's exactly what I normally like. And I'm here to tell you that Melissa Wood Health is the exact opposite of that. And I'm not like, I don't even like a normal, like traditional, like hot Pilates is not even like traditional Pilates. It's like also mm-hmm. like a little bit of hay, a little bit of everything, you know? So I'm not into like slow yoga or anything like that. I think I'm just too, like my brain is so work wired that like I have to be distracted and that doesn't distract me. But Melissa Wood Health, is so calming. I struggle with anxiety. So good for people who struggle with anxiety because you can hear even like her breathing, which honestly you're supposed to like, breathing is a very big part of exercise that people don't really like realize. So it's really helpful in that sense. And then I love her workouts. They're super toning. You look at them and you're like, oh, that wouldn't really do much. And then you do them and you're so sore. And it's like your body tones up so quick. I'm just like the biggest fan of hers, but not something I would have normally liked. Is it yoga or is it, what is it? I would say like, it's more like Pilates than it is yoga, but there are yoga okay. flows and it's very, I w- it's like elongating, toning, that sort of thing. It's not mm-hmm. like a crazy you know YouTube hit. Yeah. I will say the same thing about yoga. Like when I started going to hot yoga for the first time, I was like actually annoyed with how slow it was because you're just like holding these poses and it's like, oh my gosh, like I want to be like, when we get to the middle part where you start to like actually do like sit-ups and whatever, I'm like, yay. But after the like a week of classes, I was like, um, I'm so sore, first of all. And I feel like I've gotten the best workout ever. And you don't feel like it because you're not doing like what you said, like the hardcore, like jumping up and down and like music blasting and feeling like you're just killing yourself. Mm-hmm. But those are truly the best workouts. I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life when I'm doing those kinds of things. It's the small movements. Also, low impact is just better for your body overall anyways. Mm-hmm. But it's the small movements that like really make you actually die. Yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> Love that. Because Wait, so they're is, so slow. Is this on her Instagram or is it an app? Does it cost money? Like where do people find this? So I'm pretty sure it actually is an app, but I just always go to her website. It's a $10 a month subscription. So you like become a subscription mm-hmm. member, but so worth it. I mean, $10 a month is like such a good deal anyways. But yeah. Yeah. I always just do it. I bring my iPad. Like I just refinished. I'm in the process really of like refinishing my garage and turning it into like half a gym. So I bring it down there and then I'll use like Bala bangles and stuff. She'll do random things like there was this like chair workout that came out this week. So like things like that. Um, but yeah, I do it on my iPad just on the website, but there's definitely an app. I just haven't downloaded for some reason. Nice. Okay, cool. I'm gonna have to check it out. Yeah, that's sounds a really, good. that sounds really uh, calm. I've heard a lot of people say that she's, her presence is very calming, which I need in this time. So I yeah. will be checking that out. I'm like, oh, I'm not good enough for you. <laughs> Interesting. Um, okay. What is your favorite lipstick or like lip gloss, I guess, if you don't wear lipstick? Lip gloss. Um, so I'm like a big, big, what? I'm a big <laughs> lip product girl. Like I love this stuff. I think for lip gloss, I want to say, is it Lip Addict? It's Mayfair always gives it. It's a huge, like one of their clients, but it's this lip gloss that I was absolutely obsessed with. And my friend Keaton's obsessed with. We're like, this is the best thing I've ever used. Come to find out it's $50 a two. So like, no wonder it's the best thing we've ever used, you know? Oh my god! But it's like next level. Like it lasts for forever. Your lips have never looked better. I also really like um, on a lower end scale, that's not $50, which is so ridiculous. I love the Glossier. Oh, I have like my butter bomb thing. Um, yeah. Birthday bomb, not butter bomb. But I like <laughs> their lip gloss. And then like lip mm-hmm. balms, the Summer Fridays new one is absolutely incredible. It is so yeah. good. It's kind of taken the place of my Laneige lip same. mask. That Literally I, like, same. They're very similar, but I almost feel like the Summer Fridays one for some reason. I don't know if it's just like new and exciting, but I kind of just like it better. I actually it's so hydrating. It's cuter. And Sorry, it's easier. <laughs> like, do you use, you use the actual like 
little, not the, not the tube. What am I trying to th- say? Yeah, the tube thing, right? No, what for do you the Laneige, the lip mask. Is it oh, in the oh, tub yeah. thing? I just use my finger. Yeah, me too. So I think that it's just easier with the summer Fridays to apply it. Yeah. I agree. I'm saying yes because I tried yours yesterday in your bathroom. <laughs> I'm like, interesting. I'm like, I love it as well. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> just use half your tube. Okay, favorite foundation. Okay, I actually never really wear like foundation foundation. I would love to um, like find one that I'm obsessed with. But if I actually wear something on my face, it's always a cosmetic CC cream. I love that. And then um, on a day-to-day… Honestly, I normally just for like at what I use in place of foundation, this super gloop gloop. I cannot talk today, guys. <laughs> super goop, super early, glow kind of. screen, something like that. Oh, I got some of that and I really like it. I'm obsessed. It's like it's become like my holy grail product and it makes my skin look so glowy. And then I'll use the if I'm trying to Is get it like tinted. No, but it just like oh. I don't know how to describe it. It makes your skin look incredible. Like I have okay. no actual like background of this, but it's my favorite thing ever. And then I have the Charlotte Tilbury like Wonder Glow. And it's basically like no coverage, but it just makes your skin look healthier and glowy. And so like, as you can tell, that's really what I like. So I'll do that mm-hmm. in place of it. Um, but I don't really wear like foundation foundation, honestly, mainly just because I'm not like incredible at foundation or at makeup or anything like that. Like I need to get a good foundation, but I'm more of a like skincare girl, you know? Yeah, I agree. I feel it's like the that's base. Yeah, I was going to say that's that's what we should be focusing on anyway, because truly like what I've realized lately too is because I've been on my skincare grind and also when I put like tanning stuff on my face or tanning drops I don't even need foundation like I'll just put a little concealer under my eyes and I'm like you don't even need it if your skin is looking good yeah Yeah. well sometimes when your skin is not looking good it's even hard to put on foundation because it's like yeah yeah. it it just makes it like cakier or like when you're trying to cover zits and it's just like I look back at some old videos of me and I'm like yikes because I didn't know how like you said like I was not good at makeup at all and I was having so many breakouts and then I would try and cover them with foundation and it honestly just made my skin look worse yeah so it's hard I do love the it it cosmetics cc cream that's the one I use when I want to do like coverage Mm -hmm. when I want to have like a full face of makeup if I'm doing like eyeshadow and stuff like that which I very rarely do but actually in quarantine I've been putting on makeup more than ever before which is shocking but <laughs> it's because those TikToks they really I know they I, really I make me want to get ready I feel like I've been doing like certain people have been like oh I haven't shaved my legs I haven't done this I feel like I've been doing extra like Same. overtime self-care because it's the only thing that not the only thing but it helps me feel more like I don't know yeah like normal and productive mm-hmm. if I'm like shaving my legs and putting tanning stuff on I feel more yeah I'm put still together, doing but, all that yeah yeah okay well then th- that leads us into the next question which is what is your favorite skincare product Oh my gosh. I have a lot. I really like… Um, I mean, I literally have so many. Honestly, my glow screen, the sunscreen is my like holy grail right now. Um, yeah. And I was never even someone who like wore sunscreen every day. Which is so ridiculous because I'm like so Irish. My grandma's name is literally Maureen Delaney and she has red hair. So like I need to wear sunscreen uh-huh. every day. Um, yeah. That's been really good. I love the Drunk Elephant, like luxury facial oil. Anything Summer Fridays. I use a jet lag mask all the time. Um… I've honestly been using less products lately. Like I'll use my Sonia Dakar cleanser and then my glow screen as like a moisturizer as well. Like I've been using a lot less products surprisingly than I normally would. But my skin Mm -hmm. is like really clear right now. So I'm like, okay. Sometimes less is more. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, have you heard of, um, dang it. I don't know what his YouTube channel is called, but Hiram, like skincare by Hiram or something. I think so. I think maybe I saw a TikTok of his today. If he's on TikTok. Yeah. He's been on, 
Yeah, I found him on TikTok, but he has like a bunch of YouTube videos and I binge watch all of his YouTube videos and he is like a skincare specialist, but his tips are so good. I literally ordered so many products just barely from him and he he's all about like less is more and necessarily natural is not the best and like anti-fragrance and he's very knowledgeable. So wow. um, for anybody listening who is interested, you should listen to, or actually I don't even know what his YouTube channel is called, but it's Hiram, something Hiram. They're like, cool. <laughs> like, that'll be easy Just to find. direction. Okay. Favorite place to buy affordable loungewear? I bought so much stuff off Misguided at the beginning of this before all of their stuff went like out of stock. So I got really lucky, but I found so many amazing sweats. I got so many. I think I got 11 items, half of them being sweatpants and the other half being like high quality, like long sleeves and like great tank tops for like $111 because they're always on sale. Like such mm-hmm. a good deal. Um, I, for all of that stuff. Yeah, like unreal. But I love, for affordable stuff, I love Misguided. I agree. I have love some that. I have some sweatpants from them that I really, really like actually. They're like one of the best quality for the price. Like some of those yes. sites, I feel like they're cheap, but also they like, I have some sweats you that just tell. like rip. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's not good quality. Okay, what about affordable activewear? Honestly, I love Fabletics. Like just random there. Specifically, I love their Mila stuff. Um, yes, I love their Mila stuff. I love their Mila stuff. So I think that would probably be the most affordable. I don't think would set active count as affordable. I don't know. I have never tried their I've stuff. I've never I've tried been, set activated. Every time I go on their site, it's um, out of stock. Yeah. But I want to try their sets so bad. They they do drops and then they don't ever bring them back. So they're all limited edition. So people buy them really quickly. I've actually had Lindsay on my podcast. She's so great. Who started, she's a founder of uh, set. But oh, yeah, nice. I love set as well. That's definitely a little bit more expensive than like Fabletics and stuff. But honestly, like I feel like fitness is something that I tend to spend more money on like fitness wear, Mm -hmm. just because I like work out every day and I've gotten to the point where like if I'm wearing if I'm wearing stuff so often and I would get it cheaper it would just fall apart or get really like dingy and gross so yeah and then you have to throw it away anyways yeah you know what I love do you have like Gymshark stuff no but I've heard great things I don't know I don't again I don't know the price on that like off the top of my head but I always used to see people at the gym, like actual gym rats wearing it. And I was like, you know, didn't really think it was for me. But then I got a set from there and I am obsessed with it. Like the quality is so good. It holds you so tight and like, I'm obsessed. You know what I I thought about? I actually do have a Gymshark set and I actually did love it. Like I got it from like a gifting at like a Tarte event or something. And like the leggings are so flattering and your stomach is so flat and then it makes your butt look good. Yeah, really. 10 out of 10. Yeah, it like lifts your butt up. Yeah. it's magic. Okay. What is your favorite place to shop for swimsuits? We're getting all the details right now. Actually, I just made an order on Aerie because they had really cute suits. I didn't love all of them. Like I definitely have a specific vibe, but so affordable because they were… I think they're actually still doing it. The sales been going on for a while, but it was like buy one, get one. So I got each bathing suit for like $35, which is really good in this day and age where bottoms that don't even cover your butt are $108 and that's not even with the top. So um, I got a lot of stuff from Aerie that was really cute. I love like, personally, I'm into the high rise like bottoms that cut your hip right. So it makes your legs look really long. Like they're way more flattering at least on me. Um, So I love that stuff. But yeah, I got a bunch on Aerie and I was really impressed. Like they don't even look like, I mean, I like Aerie. Like I wear stuff from them, but they don't look Aerie. They look like, I don't know. They're cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have some leggings from Aerie that I have had for a long time and I'm 
still obsessed with them. Like, mm-hmm. they're actually so good and they're very affordable. So, favorite snack? Okay, this is not healthy, but recently I have been on this like white cheddar cheese it kick. Like, not good for you, nothing. If, I, if I'm going for a healthy one, it'll be like apples and peanut butter. Um, if not, either white cheddar cheese it's or smart sweets. I love smart sweets. Oh, I love Ooh, smart sweets too. Honestly, good. you can't beat Cheez-Its. Like, let's be real. Have they're you ever tried so the good. extra toasty ones? Everyone keeps telling me that I need to because I haven't, but they're like, those are so good. They're so good. Leif gets them every time we go to the grocery store and it's like, they're just always readily available for me in the pantry. So I eat more than I should, but they're really good. You should try them. Okay, last question is favorite podcast that you listen to? Oh my, honestly. Besides obviously both of ours. But. Yeah. So I'm like, besides ours, honestly, it would either be, I think it's either Okay Sister Mood. And like, those are like my like best friends in the podcast phase too. But mm-hmm. like, I think even without the friendships, I like love their podcast. So I think it would be them. Also right now, I'm really into just like laid back, chill, conversational podcasts. I'm not really like looking to like learn how to build the next Uber type thing, you know? So <laughs> I think like that's yeah. been good. So I love those. I love like Skinny Confidential. I love Ed Milet, um, which is like exactly the opposite of what I said I'm listening to, but I still love Ed Milet. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. No, I completely agree. It's like for some reason during this time, I feel like I've been more inclined to just listen to like girls chatting about random like stuff they're loving in pop culture and whatever else because it just feels so much more relaxing to me than like, you need to get up and do this. I'm just like, ooh, that stressed me out at this time. <laughs> yeah. So I completely agree. I love both those podcasts. Um, okay, so we want to talk a little bit about your journey with faith. You're Christian, correct? Yeah. And I know you share a little bit about your faith online and stuff, but we just kind of wanted to talk about like your journey. Did you grow up religious? Um, maybe let's start with that. Um, so I grew up in Texas. I didn't grow up going to church every Sunday. I would go like maybe for holidays. And even at that, we weren't really going. So like I did not grow up in church. It wasn't until like middle school. My parents had a really bad divorce. And there was like literally 15,000 other like horrible things that happened. Literally by the time of like seventh grade. So I was in like a really bad place. I was already on meds for like, anxiety and depression. I was already in like therapy and all this stuff. Like I look back then and I feel like I felt so old. But I think now I'm like, oh my gosh, I was a 12 year old. Like that's so, I'm like, how did that even like happen? So anyways, one of my, there was like a friend group that I was a part of and their parents kind of took me in and they were like, started taking me to church and stuff. So then I went to like a church camp And that was kind of like my aha moment. This is a very Texas story. And then um, I was like zero to 100 with it. Like literally within like weeks, I was on a mission trip and was dating the pastor's son. Like I was, I'm a very all-in person. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So so then um, that was like seventh grade into my sophomore year. And then uh, I had like kind of a bad experience. So I did, I know we kind of mentioned this before, like did walk away for a while. And I was like so against it. Literally hated everything about church, God, whatever. Um, And then actually, ironically, I moved from Texas to LA. I was in LA for a year. And then finally, like something in me just like kind of made me, I was in also a like rough place, just kind of made me like go back. And then that's kind of like been my past like three years. So so in LA is kind of when you, I don't know how to word it, but like found your testimony again, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then I know you went to a Christian college and I just want to know like what that's like. Like what is that? I just have, I've never even talked to anyone who's gone to a Christian college. So I'm very curious about like what that experience is like. So it was so different from like a normal college experience. Not even in the sense that it's a Christian college. Like there's so many like TCU, SMU, like those are normal colleges. Um, But my school specifically was like half internship. 
at the church and half schooling, which was online through Southeastern. But it was like a leadership college. So we learned so much more. It was very like practical wisdom. It wasn't, it was a lot more than just what you would think like a Christian college was. So the things that I learned, especially like the church I was at is like one of the most creative churches, like probably in the world, like so cool. They're into, they're very, very cool. And they're into a lot of, I don't know. I think it like the church model is like what I believe it should be specifically for that. I don't think every model needs to be the same, but I learned so much more there. Like what I really got out of it was not even the schooling. Like I'm not going to use anything really that I learned in classes. I don't think versus like I learned so much in the internship and so much about leadership and myself and like my gifts and things like that. So I think I got so much more out of it than I would have at just a normal school because I was in college online before. Um, But I'm so glad I did it because it was like two years that like changed literally everything about my life. And it was just incredible. Wow. I love that. That sounds awesome. So when when you said going back to like your kind of journey with faith, when you said you, you know, got to a point where you hated it, you didn't want anything to do with it. Was it, was it that you were like questioning your beliefs in general? Like you were like, is God even real? Or was it just like, I hate the institution? Like what was like the reasoning behind that, I guess? So more so, I don't think I ever really was like, I don't think God is real. I think obviously I've had like my doubts and things, but in that situation specifically, it was more so, I think the church I was at was just like not the best. And I'm like so pro-church, pro-local church. I love the church. So I like, I like hate saying that, but like this specific place was just, at least for me, not healthy at the time. And so I just had like a bad experience. And then I let that kind of like, deter me from the entire thing. Like when I left, I was like, oh, I'll find a new church. And then I just never did. I think now being older and just like, and the mindset I have on church and the mindset on things, like I would definitely handle things differently. But I was young and it was one of those things where I was like, I don't agree with it. Even when I went back to like my faith years later, I was like, I'm going to have to unlearn so many things and relearn them. Because even if I didn't agree, it was like, okay, but I was still taught that. So even though I never agreed with what they were saying or like not even like in actual specific teachings, but just like kind of how they were as people, even though I didn't agree with it, it was like still something that I was around. So it was something I had to like constantly like fight because I felt like I was always in like this like weird mental state where it's like, I don't believe this, but like for some reason it like is still in my mind, even though I didn't even agree with it. It was like this really weird thing. So I had to unlearn. Like there's a quote from my like recent pastor in LA who was like, it's really hard to unlearn bad leadership. So it's the idea of like, Mm, even if you don't agree with it, it's really hard to unlearn it because it's, it's just, I don't know what it is about that. So when I went back, I was like, I have to like unlearn everything from there and relearn everything. And that was like, obviously like a journey, but it was definitely like a healthy thing to do. Yeah. Well, and I think that's actually so common with, you know, different types of institutions or religions to have, you know, that base belief, but then the people within that you're surrounded by and you're like confused because you're like, wait, you believe the same thing I believe. Why are you acting this way? I don't think, you know. So what are what are your tips then for unlearning that? Or if you do have a bad situation, say for someone who's listening who has had a bad situation happen with somebody or certain amount of people in their church or in their like, you know, church community, what are some tips that you have for them for kind of doing what you did and unlearning that? I think, yeah, exactly what you said. Like, I always joke like when I was talking to my mom and like ranting about things I'm like we're reading the same book so like what are we not getting like why is this so different and I think just kind of going back to the whole Texas thing some people get mad when I say this but like it is such a cultural thing here so it's like 
and like, I don't like the whole term hypocritical because it's like, first off, any group of people, doesn't matter if it's church related, business related, whatever, you're never gonna agree with everyone and there's always gonna be problems because people aren't perfect. So it's not just a church thing. It's a world thing, yeah. right? 100%. But it's like, I think in the church, it becomes really easy to associate the church and people, not that you're like, looking at them as God, but like associating them with like God, right? So it's God is outside of all of that. You can't look into that. And I think there are obviously really unhealthy churches and things that are just not right. But I think there's also so many amazing churches that are actually really, really great and incredible. I think just don't write off. What's the saying? It's like, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater or whatever. Is that the saying? I don't know. Well, I like. <laughs> sounds sounds extreme and a little bit dark, I, but. <laughs> I know, but I'm like, there's some saying like that. Um, yeah. But I think it's just the idea of like, people are not perfect and there's groups of people. And that's not to excuse like really obviously um, more traumatic experiences. But I think it's important to realize Definitely. that like your faith is also like your own like relationship with God and like no church and no group of people can like take that from you. Sometimes I do think it is time to like switch churches if it's not the right one for you. Like you're going to find a place. I think where you're actually at matters. So yeah, I don't know. I think it's more of a trying to not associate like the people in the church itself as God, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really good advice because I think it can get really mixed up. I know we've we've met a lot of people and we've had our own experiences where it's easy to, you know, think of that person acting a certain way and then feeling like, oh, well then if they're acting this way, I don't like that and they're part of this church. So therefore I don't like this church. Mm-hmm. But it's like you said, it, it's separate things because they're just people and, and everybody's a hypocrite. Me and Jace were actually just talking about this last night. Every single person on this earth is a hypocrite yes. about everything. Like nobody is perfect. So it, being a hypocrite is actually kind of not even a thing because we exactly. all are. Yeah. Exactly. Even if, even if we're giving like, you know, I'm giving productivity advice to someone. It's like we just said, it's like I have days where I'm not productive at all. So then that makes, you know, that uh-huh. doesn't make me a hypocrite though necessarily. Yeah. Well, it does, but it's like we're all just hypocrites. I think the so connotation to hypocrite has been taken to a new level that it doesn't need to be because like everyone is a hypocrite. Exactly. Yeah. Like exactly. It doesn't need to be this like… I don't Negative know. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And if someone And if someone in church is saying like, you should love one another and you know have service and then you see them being rude to someone, it doesn't mean that they don't believe that that's true. Right. It's… They're just just human beings. They're just humans. Okay. So what now like makes you feel the most connected to God? Like is there anything that you do day to day? What's your kind of… What's your vibe? So I'm like What's your God vibe? (laughs) What's your vibe? Um, I'm really into my morning reading. I do this like uh, draw the circle like morning Devo thing every morning. It's my favorite book. New Morning Mercies is really good. But I just like read a little like Devo thing every morning. I've always been really big into reading. So at first, a lot of it was like Christian books and all these other things. But now I think a lot of it is like devotions and like reading my Bible on my own time. And like that's something I learned kind of how to do in my school. Because like obviously that can be like pretty overwhelming at first. But honestly, like I just do like my morning reading like literally. That is my one thing I don't budge on is like I read that every single morning because it makes the biggest difference in my day. Like if I don't read it, I can immediately tell. So that's a really big thing for me. I think that would be my number one. Yeah, I love love that. that. I know I need to be better at being consistent with that. Okay. So kind of transitioning a little bit. When you were talking about, you know, growing up and in church and kind of going through these hard things at such a young age, did you ever feel like you were 
questioning your worth in terms of it can, it can be related to like God and, you know, just in general, but, and we're going to get into like worth with working in a little bit for you two threes that we're talking to here. But <laughs> at what age did you feel like you really started to question your worth if you did? I don't know. I think I started to kind of find it. I don't even necessarily know if I was really questioning it at that age. I think it was as I got older and mm -hmm. I started my YouTube channel at like 15, 16. I personally think this is worse, but I don't know. It, was, it wasn't in like the numbers on a screen. It, it was in how hard I was working, which ended up being worse for me personally because I was like, I just had to add on all these things. Like if I, and I still struggle with this. I think I've gotten so much better about it, but like my worth was tied to like my level of like quote unquote productivity, which is really, it's really unhealthy. I think specifically for a three. <laughs> and I think that's yes. what throw so many threes like have had problems with. So I think it wasn't even like, I don't know if I was necessarily looking for my worth. Like I had left the church. I started my YouTube channel. And I was still in church and like in my beginning at that time, it was right around the time that I left the church. So that's kind of like what I ran to. And that was like my escape. So I think that in turn, instead of like finding my worth and like identity and what I used to in my faith, I kind of turned into like how hard I could work. So I think that that like now that I'm saying that a lot, I think that that was really the transition. But honestly, I think it was kind of when I started my YouTube channel. But even I think about that. And even then before, like I was born this way. So it was everything else. Like now that I'm saying this out loud, I could think of like five things before my YouTube channel that I felt that way about. So I think I was actually just born this way. And then it became more obvious as I was older and it became more unhealthy. Yeah. I mean, I can completely relate. I know we joke about being like threes on the Enneagram a lot, but it's like, I just completely relate to this on so many levels. And I feel like I overworked myself for so long. Same thing. It's like my day was based around how productive and how much I could get done and how successful I was being. And if I wasn't being successful, I felt so much guilt and like literally could not go to bed. Like I kid you not, if I didn't get all the things done on my to-do list, even if I did get them all done, I'd be like, there's more I can do. Yes. And I would start working at 11 and I would work until two or three. And it's like, it's just so unhealthy. And I found myself, I got so much better. And then it's been interesting, like the past month or two, I've been like kind of reverting back to old ways where like at 11 PM, I'll be like, oh, I, I need to do more. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I do not want to go back to this version of myself. So my question for you is what are some things that you have like implemented into your life or things that actually help you to stop being like a workaholic basically? I mean, one, it's literally been like a two-year process of me like identifying the problem and like trying to get better. I've read a lot of books on it, which has really help, been helpful. Some of those would be Present Over Perfect, To Hell with the Hustle, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry is really, really good. That's one I just recently read. And so I think one, I started to try to not work 24-7. So like to turn off my laptop at certain times or whatever. Um, when I was in my school, I started to be like more social because I was so focused on work. I wasn't even like investing in the people around me and like those friendships. Like I had friendships outside of it, but I wasn't investing in like my new ones. So I started to like actually have more of a social life. I don't know. I would just like make routines. Also, I made working out be like a really big priority because it wasn't a priority to me. So it was just certain things that I kind of implemented over time. I think reading is a really good one for me because I read every night and I read on my Kindle and my phone. Like I won't be on my phone for like four to five hours before I fall asleep now because I read for that long every night. And so that's been really helpful. But I'll just implement like I think the biggest thing for me was I couldn't just go cold turkey. I had to implement small things over time. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. And I also think sometimes it can 
for some reason, I get the vibe that like, sometimes when I talk about, oh, I work so much or whatever, like it's a problem. People almost see it as like, you're trying to flex on them. It's like, oh, I just work so hard. But it's like, no, this is such an issue that actually is so hurts you and your life and really affects you in a negative way. So I feel like some people, because I've gotten certain people that will say that like, and I'm just like, no, this is an actual problem that a lot of people face where it's like they work too hard. They can't do anything else. They feel so guilty and it affects their lives so negatively. Yes. So I think those are really good things to implement, like some sort of routine and like doing things that are outside of your work. Like working out is a really good thing because you can't think about work when you're working out. Like you're just in the moment when you're doing that. And so it kind of allows you to escape from that for a little bit, which I love. Yes. I actually was recently talking to Jamie Kern Lima and she um, was the founder of It Cosmetics. She recently left, but she was working 100 hour work weeks for 10 years. So like insane. Yeah. And she's like the most incredible human being. But she was like, you know, a lot of people go to fill a void somehow. And a lot of them, some people do it with alcohol. Some people do it with drugs. Some people do it with relationships and some people do it with work. And so I, I think like, while that may not be the case for everyone, like looking at myself, it's like not even a void, like it was a distraction. So I think I've distracted myself out of dealing with certain things by working more. So that was also something I think for me, like adding things to my routine and stuff, like obviously helped, but I kind of needed to get to like the root of the issue as well. And I honestly feel like over quarantine, I've been able to do that um, a lot more. So that's been helpful. But yeah, I would say like even on top of like maintaining structure and routines, like kind of thinking deeper because I think more often than not, it is like an actual like bigger problem. Totally. It's like you said, you put your, it's a distraction. You kind of have to get down to like, why am I trying so hard to distract myself? Like I've had those moments where I just have to get real with myself. And I'm like, what am I unhappy with that I I feel? Yeah. What am I avoiding that I feel like I have to just be working 24 seven. So I don't think about anything else. And it's like, you really do have to kind of get to the root of that problem. So, but I love all that advice. And you're right. There are so many different ways that people distract themselves and, and it comes out for everybody differently. Some people work, like you said, some people use drugs, some people use gambling, some people use food, some people use, you know, well, and even some I, people use working out, honestly. Oh, and I was even going to say some people use like laziness. Yeah, I was like, going to say, or some yeah. people use social media or something, everything that you can think of to avoid just being completely present. So literally for everybody's issues, whatever it is that you're using to distract yourself, because most of us have trauma that we're you know, trying to avoid and trying not to think about. And whether that's like, you know, a memory per se, or it's just like being held in our body, moments that we take, like you were saying, to be completely present works basically for every issue. Mm -hmm. Like moments that you're being completely in the moment, whether it is, you know, working out is a great one, especially yoga. Like when you are, you know, not listening to this music. Because I do the same thing where I will, I'll work out with loud music and it's like actually more distracting. Yeah. More distracting. And I'm, and I'm not really being in the moment. And then when I'm forced to do yoga or breathing exercises and I'm like getting frustrated and then they call me out in yoga class, they're like, if you're thinking about your to-do list right now, and I'm like, oh, literally (laughs) me. Yeah. And you're like being brought to that point and you're just feeling like, okay, I'm alone with myself. I'm completely present. I'm feeling joy. I'm like getting in touch with who I like really am. And that's where like the most growth happens in those moments instead of, you know, in these moments where we're using our vices or distractions or whatever it is. Oh, for sure. Okay. If you struggle with this, you know, maybe you never get any hate online 
which would be amazing. But if you do per se get some, what do you do to kind of cope with that with online trolls? I feel like sometimes I handle it very, very, very well, which is weird. Like to me, it's kind of easy for me to shut it down or to kind of disassociate in the sense of it's like, oh, that's just like someone on the internet. I don't know. And then other times it like hits a lot harder. Like there's certain topics that like bother me. And I think people always say like the ones that bother you, there's like a little bit of truth to them. So like, you know, whatever that might be. Um, I think people have just been a little bit, you know, especially during this time, been like very, very mean and like hateful Um, during COVID. I also think, I was actually thinking about this the other day in the sense of, People on the internet who leave hate comments do it because they have nothing better to do and they're insecure. And I think that that's just like amplified during these times because they really have nothing to do. And then I think we're all a little bit more insecure right now. So I don't know. I will just like log off sometimes if I really need to. I'm really lucky in the sense that I really don't feel like I get that much hate. With that being said, I cannot read my podcast reviews. I really imagine podcast reviews to be like what hell feels like. Like that's what I picture it. (laughs) Um, So those are really mean. But like my YouTube community, everyone's like pretty uplifting. I just think right now people are really on edge and angry. And I'm like, I honestly, I'm just like, I kind of feel for them when they do that. Cause I'm like, I just think about how like, ugly of a place I would have to get to if I could ever get to a place of sending someone like a mean message on the internet. Like I I really would never do it. But I think about how like how dark of a space they might be in. And then I almost feel bad for them. Like I know that sounds very like hippie and whatever, but I'm just like, I don't know. I just think it's really, I don't know. It really yeah, depends on the topic more. though. Yeah. It depends on the topic. Like if it's about people in my life and stuff, like I really get annoyed and like so angry, but I kind of just have to like, I don't know. It really, it just depends on the situation. Yeah. I think during this time, you're right. It's so hard. It's like, truthfully, we are being tested right now because it is so hard to find the positive sometimes. And like, I know that life is what you make it and it's like what you focus on. But I definitely feel like there's more hate on the internet now than ever. Like just even seeing my comments and things that I've gotten recently And I think it really is, like you said, it's people, they're very probably unsure and scared of what's going on and they're searching for any reason to like blame. Like, I think a lot of people are jumping down people's throats about like social distancing and like, oh, did you see that person? What are you doing? And it's just like, it's too much to be concerned with. But I think, I think people are just trying to find something to blame. They're like, you're the reason, like you're doing this and it's, and that's wrong. And you're the reason that for everything bad in the world. And it's like, no, I'm not. It's like, yeah. you know, one little action. I don't know. So I feel like people are definitely just like searching for things right now. Like you said, they're bored. They actually don't have anything to do. Well, they don't really know who the enemy is. I feel like my mom was saying after 9-11 happened, the nation like came together in like such a beautiful way. And everyone was, because we had like, I don't want to say a common enemy, but kind of where it's like, we knew what the problem was and we knew like why it happened versus this. It's like a pandemic. So it's like, you can't really you don't, it's like everything's so unknown. And so you blame other people for making it worse, for making your life harder. And so it's just like turning everyone against everybody else. Like, have you ever heard of the neighborhood app or like next door or whatever? My husband, for some reason, is so active on that. And like always reads everybody's thing. And it's actually sad. I'm like, why? Everyone's just like, hey, I saw you running outside without a mask today. Like, 
blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, shouldn't we be like coming together as a community and trying to support each other and like be good neighbors and do what we can, but we're just there. We don't even know where to put that energy and anger. Yeah. So what are some ways that during this quarantine you've found to have a day off where you can relax, kind of center yourself and also feeling like you need to be productive. So not, you know, actually just sitting around all day. What are some things you do to relax? To relax, I read all the time. I also have been working on my rooftop. So this has been like a mix of getting stuff done and also, you know, just chilling on my rooftop. I just moved to this house before um, like COVID hit. So I have been like working a lot on the house, which is actually like that has been like something good to fill my time with. So I've been able to like get things done for my house that would have otherwise taken months and months. So mm-hmm. I'll do, I like worked on the rooftop and that's pretty much done. And I'll go lay out on there um, and do certain things. I, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm loosely sticking to my routine, but as far as relaxing, like I'm pretty much, oh, and I'm cooking all the time. Like I cook literally all the time and I think I'm a chef now. So that's really been <laughs> a great life skill to do. But it also, it's nice because like my hands are busy. So I can't like go to my phone and scroll social media. I'm really yes. like zoned out and focused on this. But I'm also like making something that is like rewarding at the end. So that's been really good. I love that. Cooking is such a great activity, truthfully. It's like, it yep. is a good way to relax. Some people see it as something stressful sometimes, which it can be. <laughs> Looks at me. She's I'm like, like some, some people, people think take it the wrong way. You <laughs> know, I, I was like on my cooking grind for the first few weeks and I was cooking every single meal. We did not get takeout one time. And I just got a little burned out because I went from literally never cooking to cooking three meals a day. And then after doing that for a few weeks, I'm like, I'm done. I'm tapped out. Yeah, but too much. I, I think I'm starting to get to the point where I'm back ready to mm-hmm. like start making meals again. So that's good. I saw you've been doing some IGTV cooking videos. So maybe I'll check those out. Um, okay. Well, Kenzie, tell everyone where they can find you, where they can find your podcast, YouTube, all of that stuff. You can find me at Kenzie Elizabeth on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, um, Kenzie Elizabeth Hey on TikTok. And then my podcast, just I love you so much. Yay. Thank you so much for coming on. It was great chatting with you. Thanks for having me. Um, if you guys want to follow along with our podcast, it's at What We Said Podcast. Uh, the feed do be popping though. So you guys should check it out. Um, but thank you so much for listening. We love you guys. And that's, that's what, what we said. said. Bye. Bye.